A zoo in England is seeking five people to dress up as birds and chase seagulls away. A man drilled a hole in his own skull to stay constantly high. And a woman had a very loud and full-body orgasm during an L.A. Philharmonic concert. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird... I'm sorry, it's Wednesday. Hey, what day is it? A zoo is going to hire five people to dress up as birds. Why? And what are they paying? Because it seems like an easy job. I can dress up like a bird. Sounds like you don't need a college degree for that. You can just have a public school education, dress like a bird, like you're being a mascot at a baseball game. Well, if you're looking for a job, this says, and you also love animals, this says, and you don't take yourself too seriously, it says, Well, there's an opportunity at the Blackpool Zoo, which might pique your interest, it says. How exactly? Well, you're going to dress up like a giant bird to chase birds away. Seems pretty cruel. You just hire an old man with a BB gun, but all right. Uh, Here's a quote from the person who runs the visitor's services team at the zoo. We need to do what we can to keep these seagulls away from our main visitor dining areas. They're very pesky. They're disturbing the peace, which is why we're looking for a team of people to join our visitor services team as seagull deterrents. Ooh, who wants to be a seagull deterrent? What's required of a seagull deterrent? Well, it seems like you're going to have to wear this stupid bird suit that I see a photo of. It looks really lame. I'd be very embarrassed to be caught wearing this bird suit by any of my friends that visited the zoo. I'd be like, Jonesy, is that you in the bird? No, it's not me. Who's Jonesy? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm going to walk away. There's seagulls over in the other part of the park. I need, I need to scare them away. What are the requirements, by the way? Must you have a personal hatred for seagulls? Some people do. Um, I'm not too crazy about them, but I covered a story recently where people were doing seagull imitations to win a prize because they seem to be fond of seagulls. And it was uh, it was ran by an organization that wanted to bring a little less seagull shaming to the world, wanted to lift up seagulls. Well, now we have a zoo here a week later who's scaring away the seagulls. They're paying someone to do that. So it's just it's a tough sell to uh, embrace seagull culture. Yeah, most people can't stand them. They steal your food. They they poop on you. They do. They they will poop on you. I think they take personal satisfaction in pooping on humans at the beach. I really do. I can't prove this, but I think it's going on. Okay, so what are the requirements back at the story? Because I go on these tangents, as you know. Well, here's some requirements to be a seagull deterrent person and put on that stupid costume. First of all, you have to look past how dumb you look in the costume. That's one. Uh, you must be friendly, outgoing, energetic, flexible. And, of course, comfortable wearing a bird costume. The zoo is looking to fill five seagull deterrent positions. Wow, they want five people to do this? Good luck finding five people that are going to dress up and look like an idiot to scare seagulls all day. Maybe they're paying them well. I highly doubt it. Uh, They need five. Apparently, there must be a real seagull infestation at this zoo. Uh, The Blackpool Zoo has even gone so far as to offer one of these roles to James Corden, former host of The Late Late Show who's probably looking for work right now. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, no, he's not going to dress up like a dumb bird and scare away seagulls for eighteen fifty an hour. I'm just going to go out there and say that. Uh, here's another quote from the zoo. This is one of their tweets. Uh, I guess this is to James Corden. We hear you're headed back to Blighty and are interested in our seagull deterrent position, James. We think you'd be ace at it if you want to come and give it a go from what we saw on 
the Late Late Show last night. The costume would really suit you as well. Well, I guess that was their attempt at convincing James Corden to take the gig. I don't think it's going to happen. The article ends by saying, Think you've got what it takes? Well, the zoo is now accepting applications to be a seagull deterrent professional. Here's a link to that if you want to apply. And it's nice to know there's jobs out there for people who have no skills whatsoever and perhaps a personal hatred for a particular bird. Um, You know, they're laying off people in the tech sector, so... It's good to know you guys can just go put on this inflatable bird costume and put food on the table for your family. You're not going to want to tell your family what you're doing. You want to keep it a secret if you're going to be a seagull deterrent professional. A man drilled a hole into his own skull to stay constantly high. He wants to be high all the time. So he drilled a hole in his skull. Ooh, ooh. It sounds so dumb. Let's find out if it worked, though. I suggest don't drill a hole in your skull. Just eat a gummy, dude. Just eat a gummy. What's wrong with you? This guy's name is John Mellon. (laughs) Mellon? (laughs) Mellon, another word for head? (laughs) This is a joke, right? Joe Mellon drilled a hole into his melon. Apparently, Joe Mellon uh, is a former member of what's called the Swinging 60s Acid Revolution. Well, he's probably taken so much acid that it stopped working. And he's like, I got to really figure out a new way to get high. Naturally, the acid isn't taking effect like it used to. Maybe I'll just drill some holes into my head. That's probably going to make me feel weird. Joe Mellon. (laughs) I can't believe his name's Mellon. It's amazing. Joe Mellon devised a plan to ensure that he could be indefinitely tripping through an archaic process known as trepanation. I've heard of trepanation. I have uh, heard of this trepanation before because I've studied those ancient astronaut videos. You know, remember that show on the History Channel? What was that called? It was about uh, ancient aliens is what it was. And they were finding these skulls all over the world, old skulls that were elongated and they had holes drilled in them. And they thought that the aliens did this or something. So I've heard of trepanation. I didn't know uh, you could actually do this to yourself and it would get you high. Let's keep reading and find out if it works. If anyone knows, it's dummy Joe Mellon. As daunting as it sounds, Mr. Mellon attempted this procedure. Not once, not twice. Oh my goodness, how many times did Joe Mellon drill a hole into his melon? Well, it says here, a stomach churning three times. He drilled holes into his head before he quite literally hit the nail on the head. Mellon gave the phrase... Chasing a high, a whole new meaning after being introduced to the bizarre concept of trepanation back in the heyday in 1965. In case you're not clued up on the skull drilling process, it says here, trepanation is widely considered to be one of the oldest surgical procedures known to humanity. It refers to a surgical procedure in which a circular piece of bone is drilled or scraped, then excised, most commonly from the human skull. Now, Joe Mellon wrote a book about this, and uh, it's called Bore Hole. And I'm wondering if he just did this to sell books at this point, but I don't want to prejudge. Uh, Joe Mellon starts the text with a confession. Quote, this is the story of how I came to drill a hole in my head to get permanently high. Can we keep this uh, book away from the TikTok crowd? Because I, I foresee like a TikTok challenge where you drill a hole in your head. All because of Joe Mellon's book. So I just don't want the TikTokers to get a hold of this. Don't spread this around, guys. Uh, Now, his book goes into graphic detail about his experiences of trepanation, which he admits are very understandable for people to be squeamish over. It was just two years after learning about 
trepanation in 1967 that Joe Mellon conducted his first attempt. Joe says in the book, at the time I was pretty broke. I certainly couldn't afford an electric drill, so I bought a hand trepan from a surgical instrument shop. A hand trepan? I guess this is like a, a circular drill that you manually turn. Yeah, good luck convincing your friend to do that. Uh, let's just say that the initial try was a failure, according to Joe Mellon, but that wasn't going to deter him from trying again twice more. Now, Joe claims it's not a really intense high. He says it's just restoring you to that youthful level of vitality, the vitality that he lost when he hit adulthood. About a year on, he tried again and did remove some of his skull, but not enough to be satisfied. So he says... There was kind of a slurping sound as I took the trepan out and what sounded like bubbles. Yeah, and I'd imagine that when you have a couple of holes in your head and you sneeze too hard, you're going to spat out a piece of your brain onto the carpet. But I don't know. I don't know anyone walking around with holes in their heads. Now, it says Joe Mellon's third and final attempt at drilling a hole in his head took place in 1970 when he took, quote, half an hour all in all, including clearing up afterwards. Ooh, what is clearing up afterwards? You put the, you take a little, uh, little vacuum to the hole and clear it out. Joe Mellon recalls, quote, I was feeling great because I'd done it. But then I noticed after about an hour, I started to feel a lightness, like, like a weight had been lifted off me. You know, I did it in the evening, went to bed at 11, feeling pretty good. I could still feel it when I woke up the next morning. And then I realized this is it. It's done. It's done, Joe. What's done? <laughs> What's done? You just turned your head into a bong for your friends to smoke out of. They just suck on the hole in your head after they shove a, a bud up your nostril and light it. I just, well, I think we can learn from Joe that it's it's it might be good to always have an open mind. <laughs> open mind, right? Ah, come on, the puns, guys, the puns. Yay! A woman has a loud and full-body orgasm during the L.A. Philharmonic concert. It seems reasonable. You know, the way the conductor moves his fingers like that, if you just stared at those fingers long enough, you might get some ideas there. It says the ground really moved for one lady during the second movement of the L.A. Philharmonic's performance of... Oh, boy, this looks like a tough one. Tchaikovsky. 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 Let me feel for you. Tchaikovsky. Let me tell you what you want to do. What do you feel for me? Do you feel for you? It's Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. Oh, I would have guessed the 69th Symphony that got this woman all excited. But no, it was the Fifth Symphony. It's a pretty sexy symphony. This, um... Kind of reminds me of a sweet, a Keith Sweat track, you know? <laughs> you know you want my loving baby. Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony getting me on. Uh, this lady's experienced, quote, a loud and full body orgasm at the L.A. Philharmonic performance of this Tchaikovsky. Uh, that would have turned heads being at that show. I would, I'd imagine the... You know, the spectators at an L.A. Philharmonic performance are usually quite demure, very quiet and behaved people. They have those little glasses they put on, you know, like at an opera. I just picture that. They normally don't get crazy. Several concert goers describe this lady's climactic moment. Is this on video, man? This took place on Friday. She was in the balcony at the packed Walt Disney Concert Hall. Oh, I'm familiar with the Walt Disney Concert Hall. I used to live right down the street from it, and I would go there quite often. I'd always bring friends there that visited me because the Walt Disney Concert Hall 
the building is just really strange. I don't know the architect of this building, but you know, it looks like a spaceship has landed. I've taken people to get their photos there. I've taken photos in front of it. It's really wild, man. You got to see it. Just Google it. Walt Disney Concert Hall. It looks really cool. Okay, here's a quote from Molly, who is sitting near this overjoyed woman. Everyone kind of turned to see what was happening. You know, I saw her after it happened. I assumed that, that she, you know, had an orgasm because she was, she was breathing very heavy and her partner was smiling and looking at her like, like in an effort to not shame her. You know, if I'm being honest, it, it was quite beautiful. I just think it was so beautiful that she did that there. She's so brave. She's so brave to just have an orgasm as a woman, you know, which is really, people don't approve of us having orgasms in public like we used to. We used to be able to. Remember the summer of love? I drilled a hole in my head and had some orgasms that summer. Me and Joe Mellon. (laughs) Now, despite eyewitnesses' claims on social media that they witnessed this, there's some people on social media that express their doubts about this incident. One person who was actually present suggested that the woman wasn't having an orgasm, but was having a medical emergency of some sort. Well, you know, when, when a woman has an orgasm, some, some women, when they have an orgasm, you would think that it's a medical emergency. I'm so jealous. I've never had an orgasm that would look to uh, any witness as having a medical emergency. That's how good they can be. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've actually contributed to some such things. I had a woman that had to get on the ground and roll around and twitch afterward. I'm not trying to brag, you know. This was at the heyday of my prowess, though. I was probably 22 years old. I mean, Jonesy doesn't have such performances anymore. Maybe I should take up Tchaikovsky and start learning a real instrument and then uh, can make that happen all over again. Now, it does say here that the woman following her, quote, uh, orgasm um, remained for the rest of the show. Which leads me to believe that it wasn't a medical emergency because had it been, she would have you know, been escorted by her friend, clearly. You think a friend's going to let you have a medical emergency at the L.A. Philharmonic and not escort you out? I mean, that's not any kind of friend I would want. Um, now we have a classical pianist named Sharon who tweeted. She said that she checked with, the, with someone who works at the L.A. Philharmonic, and they actually confirmed that the incident was real and that the orchestra did not stop playing during Tchaikovsky's fifth. Of course, they can't stop during Tchaikovsky's fifth. You don't stop during Tchaikovsky's fifth. You do not. You must finish Tchaikovsky's fifth, despite how many people are having orgasms in the place. Well, in other news, the L.A. Philharmonic is now sold out all of its remaining shows for the year. And they have a new slogan. Come for the music. Stay for the show. Never a dry seat in the L.A. Philharmonic audience. Yay! There's a hole in my head, dear Liza, dear Liza. A hole in my head, dear Liza, to get high. Hi, everybody. I hope you're high on life, okay? On life. Are you high on life? I want you to be high on life. If you're not high on life, you should probably listen to more Weird AF News because it'll help get you high on life. That, that mainstream news, that gets you low, low on life. You're like, oh no, more bullets flying? Yes, more bullets are always flying every day. People are eating a bullet. So Weird AF News, though, we get you high on life. Let you laugh at all the weird stuff that's going on in the world. If you haven't subscribed, please do. It's five days a week of weird news, though, so if you can handle it. Do it. And on Friday, Friday we only do weird news from Florida, um, if, if you're new to the show and you, you're not aware of that. 
I also allow people to uh, allow them. I, I encourage phone calls, 646-450-2012. And my email, funnyjones at gmail.com. You can send me articles, whatever. I got a review on Amazon from uh, someone that goes by Periodic Reviewer. Uh, sounds like someone reviews a lot, and it's a bad review, so um, sad to see this person's out there writing bad reviews all over the place. They're a, oh, they're a, a, a review warrior, they probably call themselves, right? Just they're leveling it out by writing one-star reviews on everything that they, they think is unsavory. Even things that are completely free. Yeah, one star to something that's free. Yeah, no problem. That's something that's free that no one made them listen to, one star. Okay. They wrote, this could have been fun. Taking a fun idea and making a mess out of it. It's like the guy at a party that goes on and on way too long over a story he thinks is funny, but you, you just, get, just get so tired of listening to him, you start to hope that he leaves you alone. He also is really hateful towards Florida, where I live, so. is <laughs> a Floridian. Hateful towards Florida. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, maybe I should embrace Florida like the rest of the world does. Are you unaware that the, the entire world makes fun of Florida? This person is like living under a rock or underneath a, an alligator egg, perhaps. Uh, or underneath uh, a pile of bath salts, probably is what's going on. Um, well, no, no worries. This, um, you know, this is the kind of person that's probably very excited about July first when uh, you can just carry a gun around with you in Florida without a without any sort of permit whatsoever. This is how this is how dumb Florida is. Um, so, anyways, uh, I say all this to say, hey, how about you write me a nice review, someone out there? Just go to Amazon and give me a nice review to offset this idiot here. Uh, who clearly only listened to uh, one episode and made a judgment. Um, yeah, this is how it goes, though. Yeah, got dummies out there. And they they slip into my world. The dummies slip right into my world. They make judgments on me. Oh, my goodness. Here's just a guy with a dream in a closet trying to give out some free entertainment, and this is what I get. <laughs> what are you doing with your life, periodic reviewer? What, are you, what have you done lately? I'd like to know, you Floridian. Did you pollute a body of water recently? That seems to be what's going on. Did you expose yourself at a bus stop? That's the Florida way, right? Uh, anyways, uh, I want to thank all of you who wrote nice reviews for me over the years. You know, it, it takes a lot to write a review. It takes some time. And, and it's uh, very meaningful, I know. So if you happen to take the time to write a nice review for me, I just want you to know how grateful I am. It, it means a lot to me. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to weirdafnews.com, which is a place that you can go to join the Patreon if you'd like, or you can buy me a coffee. You know, the coffee and birthday wishes are still slipping in, although it's been uh, almost a week since my birthday. But some people celebrate their birthday for a whole month, which I find abhorrent. Is that a word? Abhorrent? Annoying. I find it annoying and very egotistical. But I, I'm not above celebrating my birthday for like, Eight days. I think that's pretty reasonable. Eight days? How about that? You know, it takes it takes time for people to realize it's your birthday, and so you know, the birthday lines are open, guys. Is what I'm saying. If you want to, if you want to trickle in, wish me a happy birthday. And um, and anyways, you could just listen to the show. I'm just grateful for all of the um, attention that the show gets and that I get. It's just it's just wonderful, um, and and it's growing every day. So tell a friend about Weird AF News if you can, or just do nothing. Do nothing with your you know. Don't drill holes in your head. Whatever you do, I don't. I don't condone that behavior. It's not going to get you high. Just eat a gummy, guys. Just eat the gummy.